This is Undisciplined, academic by nature, undisciplined in practice. I am Dr. Karee Banton, Director of African and African American Studies and Professor of History at the University of Arkansas. Now let's get into it. This is such an exciting time, Matthew, to be here. It sure is. And brand new guests, and this is going to be interesting for us, and I think tantalizing for the listeners' ears as well. Yeah. But I want to start off because, you know, Brian and I, uh, we've become kindred spirits. Um, Brian Hembry in the Multicultural Center last year, uh, I got an message from Brian. He wanted me to introduce a band from Haiti. And, you know, it turns out that the Multicultural Center has this world music concert that they've been facilitating. So, Brian, I want you to tell our listeners a little bit about that world music concert. Sure. So, you know, year-round in the Multicultural Center, we... We're facilitating arts and culture programming that is meant to be for the center of campus, intersectional in nature, where, you know, all of campus and really the entire community can come and be a part. And, you know, sometimes programs get siloed, right? You know, you don't have to be a music major to go to a music program, but sometimes that's the way it works on an academic campus, or on a college campus. And so by the MC being a center uh, of that activity, it just allows us to open it up to, you know, the campus and the campus community. And last year we uh, presented Lake Humazique mm-hmm. uh, from Haiti, and it went over really well. Everyone said, oh, this is fabulous. We would love to see more of this. And it was intersectional in nature. We saw, you know, students, staff, faculty, community members, and that that excited us. And so, you know, we just said, well, what if we were to do that once a year? And and in this instance, build on a partnership uh, with you, Dr. Banton, and, and with African and African American Studies, and just try to make certain that we're representing, you know, a, a world music thread um, on campus. Um, and what we're finding is, you know, there's a lot of interest in world music, and specifically, you know, uh, with Lake Musique and the Basiku, uh, you know, the African diaspora music, and, and just maybe making certain that that's represented in Fayetteville um, on a regular basis. That is so amazing. And I think such an important thing for a place like Fayetteville in Northwest Arkansas and for university students to experience the globe in a small place, right? For you to bring the world to them. Exactly. I think something that's interesting to me is that, you know, as, as a white guy who grew up in the middle of nowhere in the United States, my experience of black music is almost, you know, exclusively hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and something that's really wonderful in, in spending time with Karee and kind of growing in this work that we're doing here with Undisciplined is really growing my understanding of the, uh, of the African diaspora, not just in culture, but in music, too. Um, I remember you introduced me to Burna Boy. <laughs> and, yes. and I was just like, oh. Black people can sound like that. Mm. And it was really, really cool to hear that. And so, you know, this sort of this sort of opportunity that we have here at Undisciplined to have these kinds of conversations, perhaps introduce listeners to some new music, some new experiences. Uh, I'm really excited that we get to do that. So, uh, so Brian, thank you for that. And Karee, thanks for saying yes. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. I, Matt, you hit the nail on the head with what we want to try to do in the MC, right? We want to open eyes. We want, we want people to... F- 
feel like they belong uh, and they want to find, you know, others who look like themselves and, and, and feel comfortable, but also to push those boundaries and to have someone like you walk through the door and say, this is blowing my mind and this is something new. That's exactly what we're, what we're trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm curious, Brian, you know, when you selected Liquid Music and with Bicycle, how are you making these selections? How do you go about the kinds of bands and musicians that you choose to bring to campus? Is it your own personal preference or is there something about the music, the instruments, the, the, the genre that you are trying to, to introduce students in the community to? Sure. I look at it through multiple levels. Um, I, I listen a lot both to people who are talking about music, but to music itself. And so at a, at a base level, it always starts with just music that blows my mind, you know, and, and or someone else who said, I've heard something that you've got to experience. Yeah. And so that's a basis. Um, but there's also this notion that, um, you know, with what I have been involved in in music at the university, but also outside the university with Fayetteville Roots, this notion that, you know, music is explored, not just um, uh, what's happening now, but the source of music, right? So what is the, the, the source? So specifically with Besuku and the Angoni, uh, you know, as, a, as really one of the precursors for the banjo, you know, it's a gourd instrument and, and, and yes. thinking about that lineage is so important. You know, sometimes when we, you know, think about the Ozarks, we think about the banjo, but we, I think, you know, owe it to uh, ourselves and, and to, to, you know, this great culture to make certain we trace it back to its African roots. Absolutely. And so that's a piece definitely of bringing Besiku here. And we're really excited about that. Um, but the, the through line for me between Leku Music and Besiku, uh, you know, and, and the Ngoni Ba is this notion that it's music, but it's also culture, right? So when we talk about arts and culture programming, we're, we're realizing that music is translating more than just the notes. It's also translating culture and it's bringing culture to our campus. And so, you know, that's something that I think we, we're looking for. I don't know music that doesn't do that, to be honest. If, if I encounter music that's not immersed in culture and identity, it's pop music to me and maybe it's too glossy and I just it doesn't resonate with me. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, what, a, what other way? Well, maybe through food. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the only other thing. Music I just, and food. Music yeah. and mm-hmm. food is the great way to connect people, yeah. right? Indeed. You know, Indeed. to think through culture and to think, you know, all kinds of things, uh, you know, that someone might grow up experiencing. But I like that point that you made about the banjo and, you know, we could uh, transition um, to that about the roots of the banjo. You know, people are shocked that I listen to bluegrass, (laughs) you know, and I'm like, why are you shocked? (laughs) You know, why are you shocked that bluegrass you know, oh brother, where art thou was a great album. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, why are you shocked if you understood the history of the banjo as a musical, um, you know, instrument? You know, going back to Africa, then that would indeed not shock you that this idea that this instrument traveled with enslaved Africans um, all the way from, you know, Africa in uh, through slave ships um, to uh, the Caribbean and to colonial North America. And they were able to maintain this tradition um, in this brutal system of, of plantation slave labor. And it would influence all these different genres today. And we see that circularity in the Atlantic world where we're now having this amazing gift present with us here uh, in Northwest Arkansas in uh, Basaku. Welcome to Northwest Arkansas. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to Undisciplined. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
have a translator here, Ms. Bricia, who is actually an alumni of the University of Arkansas from West Africa, from Gabon, right? Who um, studied Spanish and is a native French speaker. Basico is one of the true masters, right, um, of Dinguni, of that ancient traditional flute um, that was found throughout West Africa. Some people may call him a virtuoso, right, um, an innovator. We're tradition, as Brian was pointing out, holding on to that tradition, but also pointing the direction to new innovations in the music. He's collaborated with many musicians as a native um, person from Mali, He's col- uh, collaborated with multiple people and shared stages with multiple people across the continent and across the globe. But I think the highlight of Basico is the, the kinds of music that he creates and uh, the kinds of instrumentation that the band uses that has led him to be nominated for numerous BBC Awards, the Grammy Awards. I speak Fula. Um, as uh, one of those records and various albums. I think we're up to four now and have been heavily leaning in the rock direction that has been tantalizing listeners and live audiences everywhere he goes to, right? Um, And so we're very excited to talk with him today to kind of find out. I am very curious, Vesicle, how did you come to be this kind of musician, who were your influences? Oui, je peux dire qu'il y a des gens. Je salue d'abord tout le monde. Tout ce qui, ah, good, everybody. Eh, tout ce qui nous écoute aussi. Je salue à tous les, les auditeurs. And all the listeners. Eh, en fait, il euh, y avait mon père. My father. Qui jouait l'ingoni. Mon grand-père, la même chose. Arrière-grand-père, c'est le père en fils. Depuis des, avant la naissance de Jésus-Christ. So for generations, people have been playing Langoni in my family, from my grandfather to my great grandfather, way all the way before Christ. Oh, wow. Donc, ça fait long time. Nous avons des Langoni dans notre maison. Nous, nous sommes des familles griots. On joue, c'est les pères en fils. Moi, mes enfants, ils ont commencé à jouer Langoni. La même chose. Leurs enfants vont faire la même chose. Donc, Langoni, c'est un bon instrument. C'est un très bon instrument. So it's really like it's really like a tradition, but it's really like a, I would say that um, like you say a generation gift, like a generation because it's been in our family for generation. I've played I, I played the uh, the banjo and my 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 father played it and my kids now are playing and their kids are gonna play it and there's one one thing that we call in Africa griot yes. griot are the people who are, who are Story like storytellers mm-hmm. so I grew up like we said that a lot of things have been lost in Africa with the the because we we were written but I know a lot of oral history I know my history to the oral so the griots are the people who tell history who tell stories about what happened my great things that happened so. He's saying that that's what they know. And so when they tell the story, someone is playing that. So exactly that's what the, the thing is. So I can I can imagine a visual. I just send my bring myself back to Africa where having that that just it's just amazing. And it's, it's just I mean I feel so honored to even be next to him right now. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even know because I mean this is a legend right there. <laughs> Was there ever a moment where you thought about doing something besides music? Y a-t-il eu un moment où vous avez pensé à faire quelque chose en dehors de la musique Bien sûr. Moi, à, à, quand je vais 
J'étais très jeune, à l'âge de 10 à 11 ans. Et je suis vraiment attiré par le football. Moi, j'ai joué ah, le ballon. Ah, c'est comme ça, c'est comme ça. Quand j'étais environ 10 ans, j'étais vraiment attiré par le football. Parce que mon père avait beaucoup d'élèves à la maison. Donc, oh, ils font des cours, mais... Les moments, moi, je prends des crapons, je sors pour aller jouer des ballons. Euh, au retour, je vais trouver qu'ils sont toujours là en train de lutter. Mais quand j'écoute seulement, je prends l'ingonie, je vais jouer facilement. C'était très facile pour moi par rapport aux autres. So it was really like it was really a little fight. I I enjoy coming back home and seeing my father was training the young kids for soccer. But as soon as I would go watching them, I was more I was more attracted to Goni. So Goni for me was like a thing. So I would grab Goni, and then it was easy for me to play Goni easier than everybody else. Wow. En fait, c'est là mon père m'a dit, il a dit à ma mère, eh, on ne doit pas forcer Bassegou faire des cours avec les autres. Eh, il a un don, eh, un jour viendra, il sera très grand quelqu'un. So my father... Les moments que mon père est décédé, c'est ma mère qui m'a... <laughs> so my father really did something. He saw something in me, so that I was gifted and playing Goni. So he's like, we should not force him to do something he wasn't gifted at. So my father saw that gift earlier in me, and then therefore he told that to my mom, who literally told me once my, my father passed away. So he was like, later on, that he said that your father, you know, had sold something in Goni, and one day you're going to be a great man. Oh, wow. What a vision. Thank you. <laughs> What a vision. I'm sorry for my English. is very good. Oh, no, you're doing great. I mean, you could have been Didier Drogba. I mean. Right? <laughs> I wouldn't have not met you. <laughs> <laughs> no, next time I speak beautiful English for you, okay? Okay, yes. Mais tonight is a problem. I see Serge here. Yes. Tonight, okay? Oh, yes. Thank yes. you. Yes, <laughs> yes. So who were other, besides your father and your grandfather, Who were other influences for your music in Africa or in the world who... Or maybe like music you heard on the radio or, or those sorts of things. Est-ce qu'en dehors de votre père, quelle a été votre, vos influences? Est-ce que vous avez une musique particulière ou bien des, des personnes qui vous ont influencé dans le monde? Oui, j'ai écouté euh, une musique de Jimi Hendrix. Okay. Jimi Hendrix, yes, I like ah, Jimi Hendrix. Okay. Uh, Peter Frampton, okay. guitar play. Mm, uh, John Hooker, Phil mm. um, yeah. oh, Of course. Um, I, I interviewed uh, I interviewed his son recently, Shun Kunte. Oh wow! I interviewed him uh, uh, recently. Et qu'il a interviewé son 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 fils. Ah okay. Beaucoup de musiques différentes, mais j'ai écouté beaucoup surtout Ali Fakatore as my grandfather, my father as listened to on the Taj Mahal. I play I in Taj together in um, in France. On a fait j'ai fait un album avec Taj Mahal. Avec Tumani ensemble. Donc il a dit qu'on a. Euh... <laughs> okay, he said that. Uh, so my father really, I, I play with uh, Taj Mahal. You said. Yes, yes. And he really play with it, and then uh, he said that it's you know it's, it's been something that he loved doing, and he just you know just enjoy it. It's Bella Fleck. Bella Fleck too. Mm. So it's been really has a variety of. La première fois que je suis venu aux États-Unis, c'était en 1990. So the first time I came to the, to the United States, it was in 1990. 
C'est là que je connais Taj Mahal, c'est là que je connais Bella Fleck. On était à Tennessee, Benjo, Université Benjo, à Tennessee. C'est le folk festival de Tennessee. That's why I made them in the University of Tennessee. C'est là-bas que j'ai joué avec Taj, j'ai joué avec... That's why I played with Taj. Bella Fleck. Bella Fleck, I heard that Bela uh, invited you to play at the Telluride Bluegrass Festival this year. <laughs> so so that, that's ongoing. Bela Fleck's interest in your music. Nous j'ai entendu que vous avez reçu une invitation en fait de Bela Fleck pour bien jouer au festival cette année. Oui. Et puis c'est pas tout, je voulais faire un projet avec lui. J'ai une idée de faire parce que Bela c'est c'est le plus grand joueur du banjo en Amérique. Moi je suis le plus grand joueur du goni en Afrique. Donc on va faire une collaboration terrible, faire un peut-être un pourquoi pas un CD. So what he's saying that it's not even just that he's been invited by that, but it's just like they have a they have a project they're working on together. So he's really excited because he's one of the best from here and he's one of the best of the Poland uh, back home. So this is just gonna be wow, blow, mind, mind, mind blowing. I, can't, uh, I cannot wait to listen to that. Come too. back to Fayetteville, <laughs> Bela and Basiku, and we'll, we'll present you right. both. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> That'd be amazing. So, can you tell me about how you went about putting together Jamaku? Pouvez-vous me dire comment vous avez en fait composé Jamaku? Jamaku, j'ai composé Jamaku parce que chez nous au Mali, ils ont commencé. Il y a plus de 300 ethnies différentes au Mali. I started because uh, back home in Mali, we had more than 300 ethnic city groups. More than 300 yes. ethnic please, groups. Please, please. Yeah. And more. And then now, which all of that has created division. No, and it's just bon. like, and it, which is not good. Right, so conflict and war. Yes. Yeah. So was the album about bringing people together? Through music? Est-ce que le, le but de l'album, c'est de, de ramener les gens ensemble, en fait? Et non, les morceaux, les morceaux de Jamako, quand même, c'était pour rappeler les Maliens. Nous, nous avons un truc qui s'appelle Biennale. Et Biennale, des Kidal Akai, tous les Maliens viennent, on fait ça ensemble. C'est une fête de la musique, quoi. Donc, c'est très bon, on faisait ça ensemble. Mais, mais on a vu que chacun est en train de faire ce petit truc-là. Ça, c'est pas bon. On n'est pas habitué à ça. J'ai fait Jamako, le morceau de Jamako, pour que rappeler les Maliens, on doit se rappeler de ça, qu'on avait ça. On ne doit pas eh, contourner, ce n'est pas bon pour nous. This, this Jamako is really to remember Malian people that we, everything we started together. But because of that, we've been divided. And then with the music festival, it, was, it has a purpose to bring us together. But because of all the division that we have, people were trying to uh, do things separately. So it's really a remembering to, uh, you know, to Malian people that we are together, we stick together, we're coming from the same root. You guys had a coup in Mali. Right. Vous avez eu un coup de un coup d'état. Oui. So how did that affect the making of your music? Comment cela a-t-il impacté en fait votre musique? Oui, parce que le président qu'ils ont fait un coup d'état, c'était Amadou Toumani Touré, qui est dorampé, elle est morte maintenant, elle n'est plus. C'était, il était mon ami, c'est comme mon meilleur ami, le président, et même comme un fou quoi. Et tout ce qu'il fait, on voyage ensemble dans le même avion. S'il fait des grands trucs en dehors du de Mali, il amène moi avec mon groupe. 
Donc c'était vraiment mon ami. Quand j'ai commencé à résister l'album, j'avais même écrit un morceau pour Amaru Toumanitouré sur mon album. Et j'ai vu qu'on a entendu des coups de feu, on est sorti dans les studios, on vit des fumées au palais présidentiel. J'ai dit, mais c'est quoi il y a quelqu'un qui a... J'ai appelé un de mes amis, il dit, ah, c'est un coup d'État. J'ai dit, non, mais on est, nous sommes un pays démocratique. Pourquoi coup d'État, c'est pas bien C'est bon, ça détruit le pays, c'est pas bon. Nous, nous sommes contre. Donc, mais les gens savent que c'est mon ami. Bon, il y a des gens qui disent qu'ils ont allé brûler la maison de Bassegoulor. Oh, c'était pas, pas vrai. Bon, vraiment, j'avais des étrangers avec moi au studio, des Canadiens, des Français. Il y avait des... des, 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 des euh, comment on appelle Des Allemands, beaucoup de gens, beaucoup de gens, avec moi, les journalistes, les, les, tu vois. Donc vraiment, ils ont fermé toutes les frontières. Fermé toutes les frontières. J'ai réussi quand même à trouver une solution pour que tout le monde puisse aller euh, dans leur maison. Dieu merci, ça va. Mais quand même, je n'étais pas du tout content des moments que je suis en train de faire un album. Un très bon album. Bon, quand même, l'album est sorti. J'ai été meilleur artiste du monde. Ça a été meilleur album du monde aussi. Hein. La musique du monde. Donc, je crois que c'est bon. So, it's saying that, uh, even though that it was, it was, um, this, the making of this album has been really between the stripes because the, the Amadou Toumanetoué, we call uh, Affectious in Africa, ATT, Uh, was his best friend, was one of his friend. Everything was saying that he's telling us that he was going to tour with him. Anytime we go with him, he will go, he will bring him, he will play with his musician and stuff. And when that had happened, it was kind of, you know, he was and in the studio with a lot of Canadian and a lot of people trying to make an album. And then all of a sudden, he heard some, you know, some, some like shots and stuff. So he was really, when he knew that all of a sudden, what, what's happening because we, we, he thought that we were like a democratic, um, Like a like a demo, uh, democratic um, country, like you know, free country, so to speak. And all of a sudden, you know, we we don't need war. So that really affected him. But uh, at the end of the day, he was uh, he was able to calm everybody to send them, you know, because all the frontier were, were closed. Uh, so he was like, um, but, but the bottom line that he, that his album was becoming the best of the world. So he had he, had, he won the world uh, despite all the, the the tribulation he has faced, you know, making that album. And he's grateful for that. So. J'avais des étrangers avec moi. So you had foreign people with him in the studio. So they were trapped in Mali. So they were literally trapped in Mali yes. while making the city from people from India. Ils étaient bloqués. Ils étaient bloqués. They were stuck. <laughs> Donc ils n'ont, you know, ils connaissent pas des des de coups d'état. Ils voient des militaires avec des. They don't know what partout. was happening. They saw people all the way without guns. Ils sont toujours. Guns. Ils ont quitté l'hôtel venir habiter chez so moi. So they left the hotel to stay in my house. Tu vois, j'étais, c'était vraiment très dur. Hein. Really Parce qu'ils ont peur, ils connaissent personne, sauf moi. They were scared because they came in Mali because of me. Donc, so moi, j'ai réussi. Il y avait des Canadiens, il y avait des, des Français, il y avait French des comment on appelle des Allemands, de beaucoup people de personnes. Germany, beaucoup so de a lot of, a lot of people. Donc, mais j'ai réussi quand même à trouver, avec ma connaissance, trouver une solution pour mettre dans l'avion. Ils sont tous partis. So I, I was able to manage to make sure that they left the country safely enough, uh, early enough, you know. So I, I use my relationship, you know, to make sure that they left the country early enough, you know. Ils sont partis avant la, avant, avant qu'il y ait des émeutes, n'est-ce pas? Yeah. Tout s'est bien passé, ils sont bien. Bien, bien, c'est ça, ils sont bien. So I really, I really make sure that they, they, they arrive on the safe, you know, because they came because of me. 
And, uh, you know, yeah. Quand même, on a réussi, on a fait, on a terminé l'album chez, chez moi à la, dans mon salon. <laughs> Parce qu'on ne pouvait pas sortir dehors. Il y, des, il y avait des visites dehors. Donc, on a terminé dans mon salon l'album avec, euh, voilà, avec un ordinateur comme ça. Yeah, we finished with the computer and we finished the album in my living room because we couldn't do anything outside. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, as someone who studies... Um, Jamaican music, dancehall music, whenever that tension and violence in the air, it's often reflected in the music. Like, you know, I've pulled myself over numerous times listening to dancehall music because I hear the police siren and I think it's the police, but it's the music. So I am curious as to how that kind of heightened emotion and tension and fear may have affected how the music came out. So, je suis, euh, en tant qu'expert pour la musique jamaïcaine et autres, euh, il y a des, des exemples, par exemple, lorsqu'on écoute une musique, on entend des coups de feu, on se dit que c'est le rythme de la musique et on se rend compte, en fait, que la musique a été influencée, en fait, à, à travers le, le système politique, bien les mouvements qui se passaient dans le pays. Donc, comment vraiment euh, ce qui se passait dans le pays a été un impact? Est-ce que ça a influencé le rythme de votre mmh, musique? Mmh. Est-ce qu'il y, est qu y a eu des retombées là-dessus? Est-ce que vous avez, vous avez utilisé cette ambiance-là, en fait, pour vraiment harmoniser votre, votre son? Oui, parce parce que ça, c'était pas prévu comme ça. It wasn't planned like this. Mais ça change. Avec coup d'état, il faut changer quelques morceaux. Il faut, que, il faut faire, euh, euh, faire revenir les Maliens dans leur tête que vraiment, les coups d'état, c'est pas bon. So I had to use that, uh, that instance as, you know, in my music to bring an awareness to million people that it's, the war is not good. Vous avez vraiment utilisé la musique. En fait, ce morceau était vraiment à point fait, juste au moment exact, pour rappeler, en rappeler fait, l'ordre. Euh, exactement. On doit être l'ordre conscious broad generalizations about what the people look like or act like in these communities. Um, can you kind of paint a little bit of a word picture for our audience of, you know, what the stereotypes of, of you know, folks in West Africa may be and what your experience as someone who's lived your whole life in Mali, how you would describe that to, to folks who maybe haven't had an opportunity to go to Africa? Euh, nous avons différentes expériences par rapport nous avons des stéréotypes donc euh, quelle est, quelle serait votre votre description en fait pour quelqu'un un nouveau une nouvelle personne que vous rencontrez ici par exemple à Norway Sarkonsa et comment vous le représentez un peu mali en fait quand, quelles sont leurs habitudes comment vous les voyez en fait quelle est l'image en fait d'accord qu'ils peuvent avoir euh, pour être curieux une fois s'ils peuvent aller au Mali ou pas bon moi je crois que les Mali euh, d'abord moi je souhaite que tout le monde vienne au Mali d'abord I wish vous invite come tous visit to Mali. I'm inviting all of you to Mali. Bien vrai qu'il y avait des turbulences, mais Even though there was the, you know, turbulences, presque fini. But it's almost done. Et c'est la politique. It's just politics. Parce que en fait, ici, il y a des gens qui disent beaucoup de choses qui n'est pas vraies. So a lot of people are just misleading people. Parce que c'est la politique. Je crois qu'il y a des occidentaux qui sont en train de prendre les ressources maliennes de l'or. On a beaucoup de choses. Hein. On a du l'or, on a des de pétroles. De, 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 nous, notre sous-sol est très riche. Donc, il y a des gens qui sont en train de prendre ça. 
Donc, il veut que la guerre continue, il ne veut pas que ça s'arrête. Donc, c'est pourquoi les Mali sont en train de chasser petit à petit les Occidentaux dans notre terre. Voilà. So it's really, it's really something like don't listen because what TV is going to tell you. But basically, behind that is a lot of people trying to steal our resources. And because we really, we really rich, we have oil, we have all the mineral resources that we have, and a lot of people want, they would love to for the war to continue so they can keep on distracted and keep uh, stealing, you know, uh, 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 goods. Uh, and it's you know that and it's, it, we shouldn't listen to it. You know, we shouldn't listen to it because it is still good things to do in Mali, and he's inviting everybody to Mali. <laughs> As you visit the United States, do you ever go through, you know, regions of the United States and you look out and things remind you of Mali? Or are there moments where you see a space that um, makes you homesick because it looks slightly familiar at all? S'il y a des moments lorsque vous visitez ici, vous allez dans l'arrière-pays des États-Unis, y a-t-il des endroits qui vous ont fait penser à votre pays, qui ressemblent, bien qui vous ont fait avoir le mal du pays? Bon, moi, je crois qu'ici, là, c'est trop joli. Partout que je passe, là, so c'est plus, plus joli que le Mali. Mais dans ce village-là, j'adore ce village. C'est comme un peu... Il y a une partie comme le Mali. Quand on a quitté à l'aéroport, là, en venant, là, j'ai vu quelque part, avec le soleil, il y avait beaucoup de soleil mm -hmm. en ce moment-là. C'était vraiment magnifique. Donc, quand j'ai venu, quand j'ai venu, il y a un petit corner que j'ai vraiment aimé. Je me suis senti le soleil et il était comme en Mali. Je suis intéressé dans... That notion, that knowledge about the Ngoni was passed to you and the guitar and the banjo from your family, and now you're interested in passing that knowledge on as well through your this school idea and through even just in in concert. What does that idea of passing on knowledge mean to you? And 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 you know how are ways that you're trying to do that? Je suis vraiment intrigué par votre 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 bagage intellectuel et surtout par la. Le, le bagage intellectuel que vous avez en fait quel comment en fait quel comment en fait voulez-vous passer cela en fait parce que euh, à travers la musique à travers cela en fait quel est vraiment votre message quel est vraiment le but derrière euh, comment comptez-vous perpétuer en fait cette, euh, cette euh, ce, ce patrimoine voilà quel patrimoine? le patrimoine de votre musique en fait il est vraiment intrigué mm -hmm. par le fait que vous jouez en fait le monnier et que vous allez vous avez reçu ça de votre père et que maintenant vous allez léguer mm -hmm. et à travers cela en fait vous voulez ouvrir une école donc il est vraiment il est vraiment intrigué en fait derrière. So you asking really what is the purpose behind it or something like that? Yeah, what um, fuels his interest in passing on knowledge versus just being a virtuoso? Quelle est vraiment votre motivation en fait? Quelle est vraiment votre motivation oui, derrière? Oui, 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 parce que mon père avait une école mais c'était pas comme moi je suis en train de construire. My father had a school but it's not that the same one that I'm doing parce right now. Parce que mon école euh, j'ai des élèves de des japonais, des élèves américains, des I élèves have students, Japanese. Donc euh, maintenant c'était à Bamako mais moi je suis en train de transférer là où j'ai appris à jouer dans mon village que je viens de planter un festival là-bas. Je suis en train de construire 25 chambres pour le logement des élèves, et puis avec des galeries. Ce n'est pas seulement l'ingoni, des chorales, la chorale, l'ingoni, balafon, djembe, etc., la danse, voix. Tout, je veux faire tout ça là-bas. Donc, so c'est vraiment un plus grand parce qu'ils ont une à Bamako. Uh, a big school, but the one that I want to bring down to my village where everything started. And it's not only be banjo, it's going to be like the older, the balafon, and also it's going to be dance. So it's really like a, a folklore of all of the tradition in the same thing. And it's going to be different, you know, I'm building like 25, uh, you know, 
uh, rooms and stuff and stages. So it's going to be just amazing. So it's like, the but c'est vraiment de ramener les, oui. la, la culture ensemble. Parce que la culture, nous, on a des, des instruments qui sont en train de perdre. Parce qu'il y a des, comme Flingulumbalani, mm -hmm. c'est comme euh, Soku. Mm -hmm. Bon, il y a très peu de gens qui jouent maintenant, ils sont en train de disparaître petit à petit. Quoi. Donc moi, je veux que les enfants doivent revenir mm -hmm. apprendre à jouer les instruments qui sont en train de disparaître. Quoi. Il so faut my, que ça reste. Quoi. My purpose is really for me to make sure we perpetuate that same tradition. So that because we have a lot of instruments that are really disappearing. So I want to bring kids back together to be able to learn that and stay that so that we don't lose that, you know. So, so much of it um, is about preserving culture, right? Especially the connection to the ancestors. Do you have his... any experience researching that or talking about that, Dr. Benton? Not a little bit. <laughs> Donc, une partie de cela, c'est vraiment de la préservation de la culture, en fait, mm. et, et mm. ce que nous a laissé nos ancêtres, en fait. Oui. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Je veux pas que ça se perde, quoi. Je veux que ça reste. I don't want you to get to get loose. I want you to be to stay. You know. Right, um, and that's so very important, right? It's um, very important. Yeah. So when I think about the instrument and, uh, you know, this spike lute, right, the ngoni, right, that we say that is the ancestor of the banjo and you know other musical instrument that is a, it has influence and. Um, the description that I have of it is this kind of, it has this kind of a drum body, right? Um, this kind of a percussive element to it where you can pick it as well and it will make these interested sounds. And it has, um, part of it is made with cow skin, is it? Devant moi, la description que j'ai de Banjo, en fait, on parle de, de différents... Elle, elle est en train de décrire, en fait, l'instrument. Le, le, elle dit que c'est fait avec, avec la, la peau de... La peau de la vache. Mm -hmm. okay. Does he make the instruments? Uh, Est-ce que vous fabriquez les instruments vous-même? Oui. Yes. You make the instruments too? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yes, <laughs> oh my goodness. So, all right. So you make the instruments, you play the instruments. So vous, fabri vous fabriquez les instruments et vous jouez les instruments. Right. Yes. Okay. And you create this music that is seen as so innovative that you're inviting audience from around the world, but also people who are at the top of their craft from around the world to come and collaborate with you. So, vous fabriquez les instruments, vous jouez les instruments, et à travers cela, vous créez, en fait, une musique qui est vraiment inimaginable, et vous regroupez, en fait, les musiciens dans cette collaboration à travers le monde à vraiment venir écouter ce que vous avez créé, en fait. Bien sûr. C'est juste magnifique, ouais. of course. Who is this music for? À, à qui vraiment est dédiée cette musique? À qui? Yeah. Pas bien, quoi. Qui vraiment, qui, comment dire, à qui cette musique est dédiée en fait Vous chantez pour qui Pour qui chantez-vous <rire> On chante pour beaucoup de choses. Hein? We sing on for a lot of things. On chante pour les enfants. We sing for, for children. Pour l'éducation des enfants. For the education. On chante pour l'amour. For love. On chante pour la paix. We, say we sing for peace. Parce que sans la paix, on ne peut rien faire. Without peace, we can't do nothing. Vous savez, les États-Unis, ils sont riches, ils ont beaucoup d'argent. Il y a une belle vie ici. Mais tant qu'il n'y aura, si y a pas de paix, tu ne veux pas bouffer ton argent, tu ne veux pas dormir tranquille, tu ne veux rien faire. Il faut que on chante. C'est pourquoi on chante pour la paix. Il faut que la paix revienne au monde entier. Vraiment, on n'a pas besoin encore de la voix des armes là. On doit se trouver une solution entre nous, parler, trouver une, une porte de sortie pour nos pays au lieu de la guerre. So we Moi, really singing. 
Yeah, I, I hate war. I will, I will really sing it for peace because, if, for example, here in the United States, we are rich. We have, we have so many things. But imagine, you know, that without, without peace, we cannot enjoy our money. We cannot do nothing. We cannot sleep. We cannot pray. So I'm really, you know, singing for peace in the world. Harmony and peace needs to come back in the world so that the world needs to come again, you know, in peace. Because that without, without, without peace, the world is just destroying. So we're really uh, uh, singing that, you know, to bring awareness to the world. Well, thank you so much for oh, your time here. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very sorry for my English. My English is very nice, okay? Uh, don't <laughs> apologize. Don't yes. apologize. I think there are going to be listeners here in Northwest Arkansas who are also French speakers or who are travelers who love speaking French or hearing French. We're, we're going to enjoy hearing you and this interview. Thanks so much. Undisciplined is hosted by me, Karee Banton. We're produced by Matthew Moore at KUAF. And if you haven't yet, subscribe to Undisciplined for free wherever you can get podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.